the sequel to today's movie uh, caused an uproar nationwide, worldwide actually, um, for its gratuitous violence, its over-the-top kills. Uh, people are not used to seeing stuff like this in theaters, and uh, I have to admit, I've been a fan of this for a long time. Um, so today, we're going to take a little journey down where the food's funny. That's the Clown Cafe. Here we go. Thanks, Jack. Welcome back, everybody, to the Little Hops of Horrors podcast. I am John. I'm your host, as usual. Today, we're doing Terrifier. Yes, it's the second film franchise in Damien Leone's masterclass. Uh, the first one doesn't get a lot. Uh, that's all Hallow's Eve. That doesn't get a lot of press. Um, and, and I think it has some reason to do with uh, with the actor that, that portrayed art. Uh, I don't think... You know, he really did it justice. Um, Art came into his own when David Howard Thornton stepped into those shoes, uh, quite literally. And as we saw this year with the success of the sequel, Terrifier 2, um, you know, they've been launched into stardom. Uh, they're mainstream now. They're big time. This is, you know, all the controversy surrounding it. A lot of people didn't think that that movie should be released into theaters and everything. and you know, I, for one, am, am all for it. You know, I don't think we should have to censor the world. I don't think, you know, like there, there's some stuff out there. People are going to see it if they want to see it. So give us the opportunity, us, us diehard horror fans. We know what we're getting into. You know, let us go see these movies in theaters. Let us see these. You know, why should we be shunned to our basements or our, you know, our, our living room late at night to watch some of these, you know, these films? Let us go have that theater experience. You know, we're people too. <laughs> anyway, uh, today is my birthday. You know, happy birthday to me. Um, we're going to do some cool beers today. Uh, I've been working on trying to, to track down some cool stuff, uh, have some donations, uh, traded for some cool things. So, you know, there's no real theme today. It's just uh, we're going to do some different things. All of these beers, well, I was going to do a different one, uh, but I ended up switching it up at the last second. Um, we're going to do... Mortalis, right? They're a, they're a brewery out of New York. Uh, they specialize in their heavily fruited sours and uh, their barrel-aged stouts uh, in particular. Their sours, my God, it's a cheat code. Like, it's not fair. Whatever they're doing up there, I, I don't know. Uh, but it tastes like if you've ever had naked juice, it tastes exactly like that. And today, uh, this was the donation from Matt. Uh, thank you, Matt. Uh, we uh, hung out last week at at uh, our buddy Dan's, our Dan, uh, buddy Dan's birthday party, um, and he made a donation to the podcast. So thank you very much for that. Um, this is you guys remember cream savers, like those candies that like your grandma probably had in a dish somewhere, and then they like disappeared for twenty years, and now for some reason they're like big lots now, but literally nowhere else. Uh, that's what this flavor is, uh, and uh, I will be honest, it looks like Pepto Bismol. <laughs> in in a glass uh but it is goddamn delicious um yes i started a little bit already uh <laughs> anyway it's this, this beer that we're drinking from mortalis is strawberry cream savers swirl uh seven percent sitting at 4.3 on untapped so you know anything over four like I, I always say is definitely worth checking out 
And like you said, man, the, the closer you get to five, wow, you're just, you're in for a treat. Um, this is the closest thing to five we have tonight, according to Untap. We'll see how our ratings, you know, do. Uh, right now, this is sitting at probably about a four or five for me because it's just so good. But I don't know how many of them I can drink. Second one we're doing tonight is from Dancing Gnome, Pittsburgh's own uh, hype brewery. Uh, better one or two. It's one of their double IPAs uh, sitting at 8% and uh, 4.23 on untap. So again, another, you know, we're bringing it tonight with with some high untap ratings. This is cool. Uh, and then last but certainly not least, one I'm probably most excited for because I'm a barrel-aged stout whore. Um, outline from 8th State, 8th State. Yes, Um <laughs> this is one that I acquired in a trade and uh, thank you to the person from Brothers of Grain. Uh, that's a group that I'm in that was able to help, you know, kind of orchestrate that. It's just looking for something cool to drink on uh, on my birthday and you know, I'm recording this a few days in advance, but uh, you know, it still counts, right? <laughs> anyway, it's a 14% barrel aged stout. Um, it's sitting at 4.23 on untapped as well. So, uh, again, really looking forward to trying all these tonight. Uh, already got started with the sour. Um, quick side note here. It took me forever. I started opening my beers prior now, and I don't know if that's you know going to be a thing going forward, but it's easier to transition uh, if you have them open already. And I was trying to get this eighth state open tonight, and the wax was so fucking thick. Dude, I practically needed my you know new saw that I got from Lowe's today. Uh, you know, to open the damn thing, like breweries, what are you guys doing out there? We're just trying to drink the beer. I don't need a fucking Rubik's cube to get in here, man. Like us beer nerds, you know, come on. I just want to drink your product. What are you trying to prove here? Like how many times do you have to dip the goddamn bottle in wax before, you know, why do I have to work so hard to, to enjoy this delicious nectar? I just want to drink your beer. And we all know that wax makes things, you know, infinitely more valuable, uh, and more sought after. And obviously better, you know, uh, this didn't have wax on it probably cost like five bucks on your local shelf and, uh, probably sitting like a three, two or something like that, but it's got wax and it's from a hype brewery. So, you know, it's gotta be good. Um, all right. So again, let's jump into this movie a little bit. So we're doing terrifier, you know, the first one I had to take a, uh, sip of my liquid cream saver. It's not even beer. It's just not. I mean, it's it's delicious. Don't get me wrong, but wow, these these fruited sours that these breweries are coming out with now. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. Strawberry cream saver swirl. You know, it's strawberry coconut cream. Do they really put cream in the beer? Or just like, I don't know. It looks like they do. Terrifier was on my radar because uh, I was always, you know, looking for suggestions. And yes, I know it's a weird transition, but whatever. Uh, you guys are used to that by now on episode eight, nine, ten, however many we're on right now. Uh, and you keep coming back for more, so thank you. Uh, we'll get to that later <laughs> at the end of the episode. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Still battling this stupid cough. I don't know what the hell it is. Like, why? <sighs> Whatever. I just you don't have asthma, kids. Okay? Stay away from that if you can. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Terrifier was uh, on my radar a couple years ago uh, through a, you know, Helped me out looking for a cool horror movie to watch, you know, kind of post on Facebook. And a former coworker of mine who's a big horror fan uh, recommended it. I said, hey, man, you got to check this one out. I said, all right. And, um, you know, you kind of you're not sure what you're in for here because it's, it's a low budget film. And you now we're horror fans. 
You know, we've put our time in with the eighties horror flicks and the, you know, some of the stuff in the nineties with the low budget and the bad effects and bad acting and, you know, but there's usually some sort of payoff and it always ends up with the slashers. And that's what this is. This is the modern day slasher, the nod to the eighties, you know, all that this art, the clown is already a horror icon. And he's really, I don't, I don't really count the first movie. He's only been in two movies and he has made his impact because he is up there with Freddy as far as being, you know, twisted, demented. I, I mean, but he's, he's hilarious. Like, like, like kind of Patrick Bateman esque. He he's his own animal. Like I've really never seen anything like him. Uh, and I know we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves here, but it's been out seven years. I'm sure you guys have seen it by now. Uh, if you haven't, man, <laughs> I hope you're not queasy and I hope, you know, you can handle some blood and guts because my God, this movie has plenty of both. Uh, and they don't mind showing, uh, you know, pretty much everything. So um, that being said, uh, again, I, the reason I don't count the first movie is because, you know, that that actor, uh, not that he didn't do art justice, but I don't think that, you know, Art really came into his own until uh, David Howard Thornton was able to kind of have some creative freedoms uh, to kind of really lean into being this weird sarcat, you know, just he's almost got a charm about him, you know, like, like Freddie's just, he's real charismatic and he's, but he can talk, you know, Uh, and, and, and Freddie, Freddie, Robert Englund is Freddie. Right. We, we, we watched that abomination from was it 2010 uh, where they had that Jackie Earl Haley guy uh, who is a great actor in his own right. And I loved him in, in um, the Watchmen. Like he was great as Rorschach, but you know, he's not Freddy Krueger. There's one Freddy Krueger and there will always be one. Whenever Robert Englund goes, that franchise probably die with him. Uh, Cause I just can't think of anybody that can do him justice. Uh, you know, Kane Hodder also brings a similar, you know, presence to, to Jason Voorhees, you know, with his, his presence, his, uh, you know, his, his, his stature, like the way he, he moves and carries himself. And that's just like intimidating, imposing figure, you know, uh, these guys are iconic. And I think David does a great job. Um, it, it kind of putting his own spin on, on this character. I mean, he's so dark. He's, he's, yeah, God, this is, this, I love this movie, you know, so we're, we're here for a ride tonight. Uh, we're going to try to keep it under an hour and I think we will. Um, but you know, what I loved about this movie is, you know, we're caught, we're in 2023 now and this movie is 2016, but regardless, we're in the heat of like special effects, fucking hell, right? Everything is just like, done in a room with a green screen and, you know, special effects and, and, and the CGI and computers and all that stuff. Like it makes you lazy. I mean, and I'm not saying that that isn't work and that isn't hard and art in itself, but I, I, for one, like seeing gallons of, you know, red fake blood all over the place. You know, I, I like seeing that, uh, drag me to hell was a movie. I think that was like, Oh nine, uh, and we'll probably do that one too. There's Sam Raimi, you know, a evil dead guy. And that movie, in my opinion, could have been an all time great horror if it weren't for the shitty dated CGI. It, it, it makes it, it takes away so much from the film 
And whereas you can go back and you can watch Friday the 13th right now, you can go watch Nightmare on Elm Street right now. And the practical effects, you, you already know what you're in for, uh, and they still hold up today. And Damien Leone, uh, I think it's Leone. I think he puts a little pepper on the end of his uh, his name there. Maybe it's just Leone. I don't know. Uh, Damien, feel free to reach out and correct me because I would absolutely love to hear from you. Uh, <laughs> big fan. And but I love that that he leans into the to the practical effects. It's like they they had volunteer actors, except for for you know old DHT. And then, because uh, the acting is not great, <laughs> it's pretty awful. Uh, and then they're just like, let's put the entire budget into practical effects and fake blood. And then they do that. And that's all you see. They just, oh God, it's great. It's great. I just, I love this movie so much. Um, we're taking another sip of our beer here and try to try to move on a little bit before we get into the, to the kills. This is great. I think that this um, this movie, more the sequel because it got so much attention because I believe it was the first unrated film in like 30 years or something crazy like that to like uncut, unrated film. Like it, had that had a rating, it would be like NC-17 something to, because there's it's so graphic. Uh, stuff like that just doesn't hit. There's your uh, drink cue. And that's not how I meant to use it, but you know. Movies like Terrifier 2, see I didn't do it to you twice, um, don't don't hit theaters. They just don't. And I think this is good for the genre overall. I think uh, the support, because initially this was only supposed to be a one-day thing. I know I'm talking about the sequel, and I know we're doing this, you know, but it, it all kind of ties together because, you know, we wouldn't terrifier set up terrifier too no shit idiot uh <laughs> but it's set up for you know the release of this of this sequel because it became like a cult movie uh, you know it had a cult following of, of all this you know it's this old school horror that we all grew up on and and it's nice to see that as like a you know the conjurings of the world the conjuring universe is becoming like fucking marvel you know and it's i'm not not to say that i don't enjoy some of them but like how many goddamn Annabelles and Nun movies and Conjuring movies? Like, the last Conjuring movie was unwatchable. Like, I don't... First two are great. But I don't need, you know, some kid turning himself inside out on a table. And it's 100% CGI and awful to watch. Like, I just... I, you lost me immediately. And it's nice and refreshing to have full-blown... I, I know they use, like, a tiny bit of CGI, but they were it was so effective that you really couldn't tell you know because it was just kind of like like to you know help with like blemishes and everything you know just kind of pick up you know where they 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 needed a little extra help but it wasn't you know full-blown you know monster flying across the screen or something you know what i mean so i think that this is going to do a lot for some of these kind of movies going forward you know with with the practical effects uh, you know, movement and, and I'm hoping for a renaissance here. So cheers to Damien on, uh, on, you know, kicking this off and all right, we're about 15 minutes in and we have barely talked about this movie. So here's, what's going to happen. I'm going to finish my Pepto-Bismol. Now I know I'm talking like that, but this is honestly fantastic. Um, Mortalis is killer. We were up there last year and uh, it's, it's another one of those breweries that's like way smaller than you think it is. 
like once you get into the beer, beer scene and everything and you know you start hearing about these names you're like oh man you're expecting this like huge extravagant you know brewing you know mecca and we showed up and it was in like the steel building next to like an insurance agency you're like okay there's another one that's just in this business park and they're just kicking out world-class beers there's like no tap room I mean, it's like there's a little one but we we're just hanging out in the parking lot and i don't know if that's because of post-covid regulations or what but uh yeah, their beer is awesome. Uh, and I know they're starting to hit up distro a little bit. Um, I think they're over in Ohio. You can get them at Vintage Estates. Shout out to Jeff. Uh, that guy does great work over there. If you haven't been, Boardman, Ohio, Vintage Estates, go check it out. That guy has so many awesome beers. as the best beer store in the area. Like within, I don't know, 12 hours of Pittsburgh. Like, <laughs> it's awesome. Um so we're going to finish this. We're going to jump into the IPA and we'll save the, uh, save the old style for last. What's night about, oh God, what's night about fruit juice? <laughs> I can't talk. What's nice about fruit juice is it's much easier to chug than like an IPA. Um, yeah, I guess it comes out easier too. You guys didn't need, need to know that. Uh, <laughs> so Art the Clown brings this he doesn't talk he's i guess he's considered a mime i I think that's what i was seeing floating around the internet and that you know he's some kind of mime and and he you know he doesn't speak and you know he gets stabbed and beaten and he never lets out a peep and all that stuff but for for someone that's not able to speak the way he's able to convey his emotions and I use that term loosely because he has like two. One of them is like, I'm having a good time while I'm slaughtering you. And the other one being like, I'm slaughtering you. <laughs> uh, there, There's fun, playful arts, but it's always at the expense of somebody else. Um, and, and for it, it, the mannerisms, the, 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 you know, the expressions on his face, the delivery, like, I mean, he's, what 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 DHT is able to do? Uh, I mean, it's it's nothing short of fantastic. Like it's 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 like one of those things you watch this guy and you're like, who who is this guy? Like, why isn't he in more things? Why hasn't he been discovered earlier? Especially after this, it wasn't until this most recent movie, the you know the sequel, that he really started getting some notoriety for for his role and his acting and everything. Um, but I couldn't be more thankful that that he was, you know, chosen for this. And, you know, they put this whole thing together. I'm just such a huge fan of this movie. I mean, you're three minutes in and there's like this interview with this lady that has this like pizza face. Like, you know, she's like an old victim of art and like her face is all mangled and messed up. And, uh, you know, she doesn't like that the that the host was talking shit behind her back. And, uh, you know, digs her fingers and rips her face off and her eyeballs hanging out and all this stuff. And there's just blood everywhere. And if you can't buy into that, I mean, they don't make you wait long. <laughs> like I said, it's like the first five minutes of the movie this happens. And, uh, you know, if you're not on board with that, that this is definitely not your movie. And it's going to get a whole lot worse. We're going to talk about uh, most of the kills uh, in this movie. Like I said, there's not a lot of storyline here. So we pretty much just highlight the kills. And, uh, I wish I had like a button for the kill of the week drop. I don't have it yet. I'm still trying to figure it out, but 
but I would probably hit it for every fucking kill in this movie because they're all great and they're all fun and different in their own way. Um, you're introduced to the, to the two girls, uh, pretty early on. They're out in like a Halloween party kind of night and they're wrapping it up and they go to this pizza shop to try to sober up a little bit. And Art strolls in and he, uh, one of the girls catches his eye and, uh, takes a little bit of a liking to her and the pizza guy, you know, it's running the place. He's not a big fan. And the one girl, she, she's trying to, you know, arts being creepy. He's just staring. He's not doing anything. He's just so sinister. Just, just staring this girl down in like no emotion on the face, no anything, just like thousand yards stare right through this girl. Creepy as shit. And, the other girl tries to uh, go over and, you know, kind of break the ice and take selfie and move his hat and do all kinds of stupid shit. Big, 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 big mistake. I mean, I'm sure her fate would have been the same regardless, but maybe he, maybe he took, you know, he took it to the next level because of that little, you know, kind of uh, action uh, insult. There's a word that I can't find right now. Don't hold it against me. It's midnight where I'm recording <laughs> right now. So um, give me a break. Let's try this IPA. Let's see what we got here. Again, it's from Dancing Gnome. They're pretty much the Haze Kings of, well, alleged Haze Kings. Uh, I wouldn't even say alleged is not the right word. They were the hype uh, Haze guys here in Pittsburgh. Uh, there was a time that, that uh, DG would trade for just about any other haze can for can in uh in the country their uh, their their sour series was also up there that would trade can for can for just about anything um and they're great they just opened up that new brewery over there in uh in sharpsburg about a mile away from hitchhikers uh, facility uh great double stop if you're ever in sharpsburg um or millvale whatever you know all that stuff's pretty close together um Old Thunder's, you know, a little further down the road, but not not that much further down in Blahnox. Yeah, what a fun name to say. Um, <clears throat> but this is better one or two. Their doubles, I think, are just fantastic. Um, this, like in uh, Infinite Highway, um, you know, they're they're just uh, what's that? stained glass ceilings. That's another one. Uh, I just love their double series, double lustra, obviously. Um, it's just a nice. Uh, Nice, easy drink. And I get a lot like a dry note, it's like dry and bitter. Uh, I'm not sure of the hops. I couldn't find any on there. I don't know if it says on here. Oh, yep, sure does. Oh, hey, there we go. Citra, Mosaic, and Simcoe. Yeah, so I'm guessing that's why I get the, uh, yeah, that dry, you know, white wine. Not white wine, but that dry kind of profile. Maybe that's the Simcoe and the Mosaic messing with me. But uh, that citra comes through, and it's very nice. It's very nice. So we'll do a little bit more of this, and we'll start talking about some kills. What do you guys think? Um, yeah. Birthday weekend. Cool beans. Okay, so they're in this pizza shop. We already covered all that. Uh, Art takes a big old dookie in the, uh, <laughs> in the bathroom, and he gets kicked out and, you know, uh, the girls end up leaving and go off to their next, uh, their next stop. And Art comes back because he doesn't like how he was treated. You know, customer's always right, even if you want to poop on the toilet seat. 
And uh, so Art has his way with the two guys that are in there, um, and they show everything. That's the best part about this movie is that just you're so used to movies like, you know, kind of implying they'll maybe show like the first strike. But this movie just shows, you know, just slice after slice and stab and, you know, everything. It shows everything until the very end. And then some, you know, it's just this, this movie, it, it's just, it was, it was so for me, just transcendent of, of, of this genre, you know, stuff in, in that I had seen, you know, unless I, like you really have to go out of your way to find some stuff. And there's, I'm not saying this is the most extreme horror movie. Cause I know that there are plenty worse out there and I have seen plenty worse, but it was just, you know, this is right on that edge of, you know, like, Oh man, this is rough. This is, ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Like it, it, they, they, they almost show you more than you want to see almost. And for some people, definitely. Uh, but, but I think they do, you know, I think they do it right. Pretty much most of the time, uh, you get just enough and you show that he goes out, you know, he's so evil. And that he just gets so much joy out of every, you know, every stab and strike and slice and, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, so he turns the one guy into a, into a jack-o'-lantern, like his head, you know, carves out his eyes and all that stuff, puts some candles in there. And uh, the other guy just gets stabbed in the face a bunch. <laughs> um, the girls break down, uh, I believe. They call their friend for some help. And... I can't recall how they end up in the building. Um, I pretty much just fast forwarded. Uh, I've seen this movie a bunch of times and I really just watch it for the kills. <laughs> uh, and I, I don't believe I'm the only one cause there's not a lot of substance here. Uh, and that's fine. That's fine. Cause the kills more than make up for it. Um, there's a little chase scene. Uh, there's like a random janitor cleaning up this abandoned building. And then there's like this cat lady in the basement who's like holding a fake baby and it's it's weird that I don't get why that was even part of the why it was there. I don't know. Uh, other than just like a body count, you know, just adding more bodies for Art to kill, which he does, you know, which is great. Um, but let's talk about the scene that everybody, you know, wants to hear about the hacksaw scene. So the main girl that, that he has his, his, you know, his eye on the one that he has, he gives the ring to in the pizza shop that he gets out of a little quarter machine. Uh, she is tied to a chair. She wakes up and finds herself tied to a chair, you know, duct tape over her mouth, the whole thing. And, uh, sees art digging through his trash bag of bloody weapons, uh, which I think is also super cool, uh, that there's just a bunch of random things in there covered in blood. And you're like, what the fuck? Uh, Meaning he does this a lot. Um, he sorts through. He grabs a little axe. He does a little pump fake with her. You know, just enough to to kind of make her, you know, a little... Uh, hold on, I got a little stupid pop up here. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> um, and then he grabs the hacksaw. And you're like, okay. He's grabbing the hacksaw. Turns around and walks towards what you see is a sheet hanging up on the wall and they do a great reveal here. Art's standing there and he rips it off. Like, you know, uh, 
one of Bob Barker's ladies on the prices, right? Like revealing the prize that somebody would win, you know, like they're about to bid on or something like that, you know, theatrical fucking, you know, reveal. And then there's just a woman, the woman that took the selfie is there and she's upside down, strung up by her feet, legs spread. And she doesn't have any clothes on. So you're thinking, all right, well, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, that, that, uh, whew, this is the scene and they build it. The, they build the suspense, you know, you're still not quite sure. Cause you've already seen like a pretty graphic death and you're like, all right, you know, some, some of these horror movies will do like a, you know, you one or two, but the way it's, it's set up here, you're like, they're probably not going to show this. They'll allude to it. You know, they'll, they'll let you know that, yeah, we're going to kill this person and you'll see a little bit of blood and you'll see the motion, but you won't see the actual action. And you're wrong. Uh, Art rips off the underwear and saws from uh, lady part to skull. Uh, with a hacksaw and, and cuts this woman in half, spilling her guts and blood all over the place, laughing. Oh, wow. This is, this is in front of her friend. Like she's seeing all this happen in real time and he's just cutting through her and they show everything. They show it the whole time. It's not like it's like one quick cut. Like there's so many cuts that they just quite literally that they show <laughs> of, of him doing this to this woman. You're like, what the fuck? Oh my God. Like I can't believe I'm watching this. And he's just laughing and having a great time. Though. You know, it's so twisted. It's it's Freddy level dark, you know. Probably darker, I think. I think he's the most demented fucking uh, horror icon out there. He, I mean, Freddy's pretty bad. He, he, I don't know, maybe I'm not giving him enough credit, but art just takes everything to another level. Everything is just like dialed up with him. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, <laughs> have a little note here after talking about like, I'm, you know, I'm getting excited. Not okay. That's a weird way to put it. I'm not getting excited. Uh, but you know, that, that payoff of seeing all of this that you're just not expecting. And when you get that, you're like, holy fuck, this is awesome. Again, what is wrong with us? <laughs> Why? Why do I want to see this woman get sawed in half? <laughs> Uh, I don't know, but anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's in case you were wondering, uh, there are many kills in this movie, but that's the kill of the week. So there you go. Let's have a drink to that. We'll do in the, uh, we're, we're, we're in the, um, we're doing the better one or two, the IPA, uh, do a little bit more of this and we'll move on to the stout. So, oh man, it was fucking hot this week, wasn't it? I don't know where like you guys are at or you know whatever, but it was like straight ninety all week in Pittsburgh, and no rain, no anything, just like unnecessary heat. So I'm very thankful that we have friends that have pools that we can use, and then we don't have to pay for the chemicals and the upkeep. Uh, we just get to use their pools. So if you guys are thinking about get a pool, uh, thinking about get a pool. What the hell is wrong with me tonight? Thinking about getting a pool. You know, it just ruined the whole fucking joke. Um, I don't know why I'm so keen on these weird silences all of a sudden. I did in the last episode that I recorded too. And then I, even when I listened back to it, because I listen to all of these, 
I'm like, did, did it skip? Uh, what is happening here? What is, <laughs> so I have to stop doing that, but it gives me a second to collect myself instead of just going, uh, well, uh, uh. <clears throat> back to the dancing gnome. Man, that's a nice beer. They do really well over there. Um, I think for we're going to do hereditary here in the next couple weeks. Uh, we're going to reach out to old Chris Galarza and uh, see if he wants to tag team the uh, Pittsburgh Haze Showdown, you know, where we take all the, the top IPAs from the Pittsburgh region and kind of see which one we think is, is the best. Maybe rank them which ones we think are uh, – which ones are the best and uh, not the best? <laughs> Wouldn't say worst, uh, but just you know, in order of our favorites of of the of the heavy hitters of the area. So you guys have that to look forward to, because um, I know you're just dying to hear what we have to say about that. <laughs> Moving on, we're on to Art's next uh, next victim, one of many. Um, he just like. You just don't see a character that takes so much pleasure, you know, out of like toying with his victims and just, you know, sh shredding them literally. <laughs> just, God, he's so fucked up. So the girls had the flat tire. They made a phone call to one of their roommates and she finally arrives conveniently and uh, goes in and tries to find, you know, the friends and all this stuff in this creepy abandoned building on Halloween night after listening to a radio thing about, you know, there's a killer out, yada, yada. And uh, she walks in and she sees this woman on the ground. She's like, oh, my God, like, uh, baby, other baby. <laughs> she doesn't call her baby. I don't know why I said that. Like, oh, I'm so, you know, we'll get you taken care of. I'm so sorry. I can't believe this. And. You know, as she's trying to dial for 911, she hears somebody call her name from across the room. And the woman is scalped and she has no chest left. Like the boobs are gone. And uh, I think the, the downstairs is also carved off. Uh, I think, I couldn't really tell uh, with the lighting. And it's in that moment that the camera cuts back and the girl on the ground is not a girl it is art the clown wearing the scalped woman's hair and her breasts oh my fucking god so that girl gets the hell out of there and art in this weird like just i don't even know how to describe it like he's like flicking his hair around well this lady's hair around like pretending he's this like beauty queen and He's just walking up the stairs and he like tucks his manhood in between his legs. And that's why I thought like maybe because he's like naked and he's wearing like other this other woman's like skin and hair and all this stuff. And it's just like, what is happening in this fucking movie? What? Why is he so why is he like this? I'm guessing he wasn't hugged enough as a child, but uh, <laughs> so she runs and uh, hides in a closet because that's always a great idea in horror movies, right? Let's just go hide in a place where we can't get out. Um, so Art does his little, you know, one one man uh, beauty beauty show, runway show, where he's naked and dancing in another woman's skin. Uh, maybe that's a, a nod to Ed Gein. You guys know about Ed Gein? He was a serial killer uh, a while ago, and he, like, would... I'm pretty sure he killed his mom. And then he killed... Uh, 
actually, I don't know how many people he killed. Um, he, he was more famous for digging up dead bodies and he like wear their skin around in the moonlight and like dance around. Maybe that was a nod to him. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe I'm just, uh, you know, just disregard that whole last uh, sidetrack. Uh, so then Art goes into the building and he sees the uh, the janitor who conveniently is the uh, lead singer of Disturbed. So it's nice to see him do a cameo in this. And uh, he gets a hammer to the face, um, which is always great. You know, it's just a, it's a nice way to get your point across, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but in the, in the midst of all that happening, uh, he makes a phone call and lures yet another victim. And that victim is the backup janitor. I don't, he's just like, you know, uh, anonymous character 14. Like he doesn't have a name or anything like that. Uh, and Art gets a hold of him, puts a knife through the top of his skull, and then beheads him. Uh, slowly, I might add. <laughs> it's not a quick uh, beheading. He just, whoop, see you later. Oh, God, he just... And they show the whole thing. Again, they show the whole fucking thing. This this franchise is fantastic. Like it's if you're into the gore, if you're into these over-the-top kills, man, like, and you haven't seen this movie, this is it. This is as good as it gets. You know, just sit back, relax. You don't gotta pay attention to the storyline, really. It's just a clown killing people. And whenever you see him on the screen, pay attention. Whenever he's not on the screen, you don't really have to pay attention. Um, and that's not a shot. <laughs> it's just the truth. Okay. Uh, it's a B-rated horror flick with some A++++ kills and acting from the main villain. Uh, without it, yeah, I, I don't know where this movie would be. Probably just be floating around like the abyss of, you know, Netflix or something like that. But all right, let's finish up this dancing and then we'll get on to this uh get on to this eighth state. Uh, so I believe they're out of North Carolina. Which was the eighth state, guys? There's your uh, trivia for the day. And I'll give you about however long it takes my sausage fingers to type this in if I can remember how to spell eighth. Eighth state. And the internet doesn't want to work now. So cool. You guys might be in like, you might have had more <gasps> South Carolina, South Carolina. They're out of South Carolina. There's a lot of country singers that talk about that place. Sounds nice. Um, <laughs> they're out of there. They don't distribute. So if you want to get something, you got to know a buddy or go down there and get it yourself. Um, and I just happened to throw up a, a post and people took me up on it. And now I get to drink this delicious beer. So it's nice. And, uh, oh man, see, and a barrel-aged stout, any stout really, like, because uh, I, I don't really chase like the 5% stouts. You know, when I want a stout, I want that nice, heavy, you know, 10, 12, 15, any, anywhere in that range. And I want it to be like motor oil, right? I want it to cling to the side of the glass. I want to know I drank a stout. I want it to ruin my glass for the next beer. And that's what this one's doing. So let's see. It's not as thick as I thought it would be. It reminds me of, uh, of some of the voodoo beers that, that we're accustomed to up here. Um, except like a little, again, drier, like, like a, like a, like a leathery tobacco kind of, you know, which, which kind of, and it's like room temperature almost. So it's not cold. 
it's not thin. It's just thinner than I thought it would be. Um, dark chocolate. Mm. Definitely get the barrel. Uh, yeah, so if you're into like the smoky, leathery, you know, this is Outline uh, from 8 State, uh, 14%. So I will be finishing that after the podcast uh, so I can get this thing finished. <laughs> um, yeah, so where were we? Oh, yeah, he just uh, he just killed the backup janitor guy, uh, anonymous actor 14 or whatever. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I just... Uh, I have a little note here that just, I don't care about the storyline. I talked about that earlier. Show me the blood, show me the kills, and show me art on a tricycle, which he ends up doing. He gets on a little tricycle and rides around. It's fucking great. Um, He does end up kidding. uh, (laughs) Kidding. Jesus Christ. Uh, Getting that uh, the, the main janitor, the lead singer disturbed comes back miraculously after a hammer to the head. And uh, I don't think I would do so well if that happened to me. Uh, but then again, I could be wrong. I don't really want to find out. Uh, so I'm just going to have to go with it um, and assume that he was actually just okay and just got a little headache. So he rescues the uh, the last chick there uh, momentarily. They run around, freak out, and try to figure out a way out. And, uh, well... They get backed into a corner, and Art goes old American History X and curb stomps this dude's face in. It's like, oh my God. And again, they show it. They show it. They show everything all the time. And uh, the last girl, I don't think they show how she dies. I think she just dies. I don't remember seeing how she dies. Uh, But just how demented he is. He chases her. She gets away for a little bit. And then she gets on the other side of this like chain door, right? It's just skinny enough for her to fit through, but he can't get through. And he reaches through and grabs her by the hair and yanks it back. And he's trying to kill her and she gets away and he's just laughing. And she's like, leave me alone. And his response is he shoves a little like horn, like (laughs) that's not what horns sound like, but you get my point. (laughs) And uh, he just squeaks it in her face the whole time, just mocking her. And that's all. He's such an asshole. Like I, <laughs> he's such an asshole. Oh, and I love it. He's so charismatic. He's so evil. He's so demented. He's so funny. We saw. Now this one was great. Don't get me wrong. It's a ten out of ten for me. I can sit down and watch it and get my like. If I don't know what I, I want to watch, I can throw this on and be like, I'm content. This, this, this scratch the itch, you know, I don't have to watch anything crazy graphic or I don't have to go out of my way. I can just throw it on, watch somebody get cut in half and I can go to bed. Um, as weird as that is to stay out loud. Uh, but I mean, it, it just nails it across the board. You know, uh, the score was great. Paul Wiley did a great job at, uh, putting that together, doing that, uh, kind of eighties synth, which is like near and dear to my heart. Um, but he did a great job in, in Terrifier 2 as well. Like they, they kept the gang together for everything. It wasn't like they, you know, outgrew their, their newfound success and like bailed on everybody. You know, they like, they like, I I appreciate that. Um, which means you're probably going to get a similar product for T3. Um, I, I, I personally can't wait. Uh, rumor has it that, that Sam Raimi is going to be a part of it somehow. I don't know 
to what extent they haven't really said this is just a rumor flying you know flying around the old interwebs uh but i know that uh terrifier 2 their uh the review for the first terrifier is over by the way in case you're wondering um it's a 10 out of 10 it's great fucking go check it out happy birthday to me thank you we'll see you next week uh <laughs> um but the uh, the 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 budget for for Terrifier two was like two hundred fifty k, and it made you know, I think they said fifteen million worldwide at the end. Uh, with that success, uh, they're handing them five million dollar budget, and he said, Damien, uh, the director and owner of this franchise, essentially said, we haven't seen anything yet. And after we talk about Terrifier 2, <laughs> I, I don't know what like what more can be done. Between these two movies, like they've pretty much my God. I mean, they they have just you know really set the standard on you know shock value on on on, on practical special effects in the new age. You know, it's just this these movies do not come out anymore. They just don't. And maybe that's why I like it so much. But uh yeah, next week uh, I did finally figure out uh, on on the old Zencaster. Uh, we have the intro now. Uh, hopefully, it still sounds <laughs> it still sounds the way I hear it. <laughs> I'm not going to know until after it's published, and I hate to break it to you guys if it doesn't come out that way. I'm not redoing the episode. <laughs> but uh, next week I will be camping, so we're doing the ritual uh, with some pale ales. Yes, uh, they're not IPAs. They are different, and I will tell you why next week. So hope you guys have a good week. Hope you had a good weekend. Hope you enjoyed these uh, these beers we talked Well, you probably haven't had them yet, but, you know, seek them out. Seek out some stuff from, uh, you know, 8th State and uh, Mortalis. And obviously, if you're in Pittsburgh, go check out Dancing Them. You probably have already, especially if you're listening to this podcast. Uh, you definitely know about them. Um but thanks for the support. This is awesome. Uh, we're on Apple Podcast now. We're on Google Podcast now. We're on Spotify now. Like we're on everything. And, uh, you know, keep seeing the numbers and they keep going up. And I can't thank you guys enough for spreading the word, leaving the review, checking everything out. Like, this is, this is awesome. It's fun for me. Uh, hope you guys are still having a good time as well. And uh, that being said, I'm going to go finish off these beers. And I will catch you guys in a couple weeks. Cheers. <laughs>